Welcome back to the School of Cast Saints podcast with Tim and Jacko. And today, the Wolfpack grew again. We have a new coach um, in Coach Jude, um, who has been actually she's she's been around for a little while. Um, she's featured in our eight week, our free eight week beginners program um, that you can get as in the, as part of the virtual classroom. Um, it's free for absolutely anybody. It takes you through week by week over the over a series of eight weeks. Um, how to start calisthenics as a beginner, build up your your confidence and your uh, movement capability and your strength to do what Tim likes to call some of the sexy stuff um, a bit later down the line. But that's a, it's a free course. You get to experience what one of the courses and classrooms are like in the virtual classroom for absolutely zero. And this podcast is a great opportunity to learn a bit more about Jude. She's got such a good background in terms of yoga since she was about 20 years old. She's now a yoga teacher. Um, she's soft tissue therapist, personal trainer, and working with us at the School of Calisthenics and specifically doing a lot of work around beginners classes and helping with create content for beginners because she's got so much experience there in terms of her own training, but also delivering to our community and people that are engaging with us. And she's just an amazing asset to our team. We're really lucky to have her. Um, and it's just, yeah, hopefully this is a little bit of an intro so you get to know when you see her popping on the videos and stuff, you know a little bit more about what she's about and what she's doing and bringing to the table at the School of Calisthenics. Yeah, so sit back, relax and enjoy meeting through the airwaves our brand new coach, Jude, on today's podcast. Jingle. Welcome back to the School of Calisthenics. It's Tim and Jacko. It's another podcast, and these ones are my favourite ones because we've got another member of our team who's dropped in for a quick conversation. Yes. We've got Jude, one of our new coaches, to talk about all things calisthenics, yoga-ring, that's a technical term, <laughs> and everything else that she's involved with at the School of Calisthenics. So Jude, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Happy to be here. Very happy <laughs> to be here. Yeah, do you want to sound it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so just um firstly we just want to kick off with giving people a little just a little bit of context around um your background sort of what you've done previously with tim's already mentioned the the yoga is the official term not yoga ring Thanks. tim um and yeah so your your sort of own personal background in, in terms of training but then also your journey from uh, what you've done previously with teaching in terms of uh, yoga and then joining uh, the scorecast and it's family yeah. coaching yeah. team um, and just uh, and then we'll sort of plow into things from there okay so a bit of background well um, I suppose I represent like a lot of the people that watch um, you guys us on um, Instagram in that my I'm not an athlete, you know, I'm not, I'm not from a professional sporting background. Um, and I'd probably say that I wasn't all that sporty at school. Yeah. You know, I definitely didn't like team sports. So hockey, I was always in goal because I was the only person that would do it. You know, it was in those days when all you had was kickers. And if you could steal some shin pads from the lads cricket, um, pitch, <laughs> then, then you could yeah. wear shin pads, but otherwise there was no protective gear. So the only one that would go in goal was me. Um, that's brutal I, goalkeeping I, like that I, seriously that's how it used to be still got some bruises um, yeah <laughs> yeah still got the scars uh, netball I couldn't get because there was no contact so that blew my mind so team sports <laughs> at school was not not kind of really a thing for me um, and it, it I, I, I guess I didn't really start training properly until I was an adult 
and most especially after um after I'd had children so I started yoga when I was in my early 20s and that was because I'd done something really bad to my back so I'd, I'd hurt my back in a snowboard well attempting to learn to snowboard which was ill-fated didn't go very well um so I got into yoga because somebody told me that would be good for your back yeah so that was what started all of that yeah. um but then my kind of training background training really didn't start properly honestly until I'd had children and um wanting to get back into shape like a lot of people do um having a bit of time because on the maternity leave so a bit of time to spend like looking after myself and um really started messing around in the gym um but got bored quite quickly um you know trying to keep your program interesting uh, when it's gym based lifting weights and all that kind of stuff um you know quite difficult to do um and what I was looking for, and this is cutting a very long story short, but what I was looking for was something that would help me build strengths um, that wasn't a yoga class. Because I'd been to yoga, I'd been to what what people call dynamic yoga or power yoga, so I tried that, yeah. but it wasn't really what I wanted from my kind of yoga yoga practice. Um, it didn't tick the boxes for me. And um, it was my husband, Mike, who had done a bit of training with you guys. He'd been to some of your workshops and he came home one day and said, this is what you're looking for. You know, calisthenics is exactly what you're looking for. It's right up your street. Um, and well, I, I remember t- the first, you came to a work, you remember the first yeah, time we met sort of properly, you'd came to a workshop. Mike and Mike was one of the first ones, Yeah, Mike I think. did, but Mike had bought you it for a birthday present well, maybe, or did yeah, it, it just bought, yeah, right, yeah. Thanks. And I remember, and you, <laughs> you like were there and you were like, am I in the right place? <laughs> and I remember doing, um, I feel like we did like, um, getting your knees off in the, in the headstand and like rotating the hips up and we like did, we, we, I can't remember exactly what it was. We, we were just making sorts, the point yeah. of like, yeah, like th- there was one where you'd made a change in literally in about two or three minutes. And it was like, there was a, a moment there where you went from being like a bit sort of, oh, am I uh, okay or good enough to sort of be here to like, right, I get it now. I've just literally like redefined my impossible in two minutes. Like what's yeah. next? And there was a massive was like it. shift change then. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was it. And, it. and it did all of the things that I was looking for in my training that, and there are, there are a lot of crossovers with yoga, uh, which we can talk about later. But um, it, but, it, but it did that strength stuff and that play stuff, which I was looking for um, really, really well. And, um, you know, as you guys know, it's it's kind of like a continuous journey, isn't it? It's constant learning. There's always something that you can do. I mean, I've got so much to master, but there's always something that you can work on and that you can play with. It's really good for the brain. It's good for the mind as well as it is for the body because you're always um, like problem solving actually with, with some of the things that we try and do. So it, it's I've really enjoyed it and I love teaching it. You know, it's really really great to be in a room with people who are trying different things and at all different levels, um, just just messing around really and having fun. Yeah. How do you find that differs to? to yoga practice Jude so obviously you've been doing yoga for a long time how yeah. does that sort of like you say about the mind is that is that because obviously there's a lot of mindfulness in in yoga is, do you find it is it different thing or is it similar and how long have you been teaching yoga just to give people that context of I how long have you been, been teaching, teaching well? yoga for three or four years yeah, yeah. I, I, time flies um for yeah. a number of years um, but doing it for very, very many, um, like over 20. 
Um, because you used to work I in started, corporate, right? That was your, did, your yeah. sort of so, career up like until that point. So, eighteen years in corporate. Yeah. Um, but I. So, so like I said at the, at the top, I, I got into yoga because my body was hurting and somebody said to me, this will be a really good thing for you to do. Um, but the reason I stayed doing it, the reason that um, I've done it for 20 odd years is because I really, really love the, the quiet, the peace, the mindfulness um, and the, like just the time out. And that was really important when I was in a, in a corporate environment as well, you know, just to be able to escape from the, the noise and to just, just try and switch off. And you can't always, but it was the thing that gave me a bit of space and a bit of time to do it. As well as, I mean, I think when you've done anything regularly, so I, I can't imagine what somebody's body must feel like if they, if they don't do yoga. You know, I, f- I feel like you must, you must feel awful because I'm, I'm so used to it. So my, my you know, I kind of need it physically and I need it mentally. So um, the, the, the kind of pull for the yoga was the, almost like the quiet. I can't really describe it as any other way. It was just that chance to just internalize, to be peaceful, mindful. Um, and yes, you're right. There is a lot of that in calisthenics. There's a lot of parallels, but I find it for me, and it won't be the same for everybody. I'm sure some people like to play with yoga. The calisthenics is playtime. Like it's fun. Um, and it's something that you do, um, you know, you can do, you, you do in a group, whereas yoga for me is a very personal, it's a very private practice. Um, oh, calisthenics yeah. is, is much more playful. It's stuff, you help each other, you know, it's just, just do you get the point? Just see what yeah, there's more of a community feel, I guess, as well. Yeah. That if, if you feel that yoga tends to be quite, um, I've done some yogaing in the past mm-hmm. as well. And like that, yeah, it is, it's about your own personal time isn't it and I guess yeah. it's not you don't it's a bit weird when like for me where I like I like team sports and I like group things and then in a yoga class like not that you're not allowed to talk but just no one does talk I don't know what would happen if I did just like say to the person next year, I find in this <laughs> it, it's, it's a bit um, odd I mean it does happen as a teacher that does happen from time to time and 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 sometimes it's perfectly okay you know you, you it's more so i teach an intermediates class and that's more more workshoppy so we do some playing around yeah. inversions and you know um then it's kind of encouraged to, to talk and we do some partner work so there is a bit more interaction but a lot of people come to yoga for the reasons that i did which was you know they need to stretch tired bodies they need to kind of um reset but they, they need a peaceful hour and they need to give their mind a bit of a rest and just to tune out of stuff so yeah the, yeah, the chat, and and because I because I'm not a team sports player, I, I think I really like that community stuff that you get from calisthenics because I I, yeah. I never really engaged with that at, at you know at school or or in any other environment really. Mm. So, yeah. so yoga teacher, sports massage therapist, personal trainer. So you've now sort of switched from from corporate and and you've sort of changed career path and um, opportunity now. And calisthenics coach, most recently with us, which is awesome and leading um, the beginners sessions that we do during the week at, uh, in here in Nottingham and, and getting involved in some of the content online for beginners content for beginners classes as well, which has been incredible. There's one thing we touched on, Jude, and I think you're, you've got such good context of having spent time with people. Probably a similar sort of part of or stage of the journey as you coming into calisthenics one thing that we've spoken about before is you really like the play side of it and that's what's different to the yoga um community and environment in, in some in some forms um how do you find that play versus the strength training balance in calisthenics because it's probably it's fair to say the strength bit is maybe not your favorite part of it 
the pulling strength Tim as you know <laughs> is my nemesis I'm I'm working really hard on it though so I'm persistent but, but you're right um so there, there's no doubt that you you need to be strong to um to do calisthenics well but that was part of what I was looking for in my training so I wanted to be strong but I didn't want to kind of keep lifting dumbbells in the gym and I didn't want to I didn't want to yoga wasn't giving me the thing that I needed to be as strong as I wanted to be. So that, yeah. that's where the calisthenics came in. Um, and I find that you can combine the two. So, I mean, we've had this conversation this week already because I um, had a training session earlier this week where, and I'm always trying to work on my pulling at the moment because I'm really weak at it. Um, and it, it's a grind, you know, I won't lie, it's a grind. And I, and I did some of that pulling work and then I got on the stability built board and I was doing some of that playful stuff that um, with, you guys have done online with handstands recently. And it kind of lightened up my, my training session and I thought, oh yeah, you know, this is, this is good, like I like this. And, and I don't mind grinding out a few of those pull-ups because I can do this stuff as well. So um, you can combine the two, you know, in a, in a, I only had 45 minutes that, and sometimes that's mm. all you've got and you can do that stuff in that time. It's finding that balance, isn't it? And the, and the reason I ask that question is we get so many people come to to workshops that are the, the sexy side of calisthenics, the playful bit, the hand balancing, that sort of like, it's quite easy to get drawn and, and magnetize that. And Jack and I are as guilty as anybody, particularly in the early days of just doing that. We literally would play around and then move on to something else, which was like play. And we often forgot to get strong it's yeah. fair to say um and i think i just wanted to raise it because i know it's something that, that you sort of have, have to be very conscious about allocating training time to do yeah. that because you understand the importance of how it moves because it would be quite easy for you to come in the gym 45 minutes and just play in your hands yeah. and, and but that's is, not actually going to get you where you're going and it was one of the first things that jacko said to me you know when when i first started training with you guys and i was like oh i want to do this i want to do that and he said to me you can, but you just need to spend some time getting getting strong. So, like, grind out those pull-ups and do the push-up work or whatever it is that you need to do to get strong in the ways you need to get strong. But that that's part of the journey, isn't it? And But I do, you know, I will carve out that 10 minutes for kicking into a handstand and just having a bit yeah. of a mess around. Um, and that, that's what I like about the training. And, oh, and some days... One thing that was help, helpful. <laughs> you did. Very, you said a lot of helpful things, Jacko. Yeah. I, I just remember, can't remember what they are. It, like, if you can sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you get... Sometimes, excuse me, get that um, <clears throat> strength work done. You see... So do, do you remember we spent some time... Um, it must have been about a year ago. I was... You, we were doing pipe push-ups. I was doing pipe push-ups yeah. with you, Jacko. Yeah. And... Yeah. I was going, this is crazy. Like, how can you do a push-up in that position? And you had your fingertips on my hips and you were like, yeah. let me show you how to do this. And it was like, it was fingertips and it was just that little bit of assistance. And I, I'm not kidding that it must've been four weeks later, you know, I, could, I, I was doing them really, really well. So the, the progression yeah. is is really, really quick in some of this stuff. Yeah. Some of it, it isn't, all, you know, and the pulling stuff yeah. for me is harder. Yeah, but, but that was a really good example of actually you were able to slash nearly almost able to do it, but you just never really tried in that right position. And all yeah. I, I remember, I remember, I, I remember the session. I was just trying to guide your hit. I wasn't trying to take load off and make it easier from a resistance point. Of view. I was just trying to guide your body and your hips into the shape you needed to create. Yeah, and then the rest then just took care of itself. I um, mean, it's that yeah. that movement and strength thing that 
without the right movement, the strength becomes even more difficult. You know, if you've got yeah. great movement, you can get away with a little bit less strength. Mm. If you've got oodles amounts of strength, you might be able to get away with poor movement. But ideally, we want to try and balance out those two things. If we're going to do Kalos and Stenos from, from calisthenics means beauty and strength. We want to do it, do it beautifully. We want those two things nicely in line and in parallel with each other. Um, I wanted to ask you, Jude, oh, unless you've got anything to add on to that. No, carry on. No. Um, ask you, so going from... And I can, I can still remember your face when you came to that first workshop of being like a bit sort of like, oh, well, like I, like I normally, I like to think that people are coming to the workshops and we've had a few some occasionally where it's like, oh, I remember I had one, it was like some, some uh, you, you and I did it with Seth um, like near Norwich and uh, it was just after Christmas. So there wasn't like one, there was like a few people that were like, who are you two blokes? Like, my mum bought me this for, my, for Christmas, like, <laughs> yeah. as, as a present. And he actually. I did do that one. Was it the garden centre? Wasn't it? it was in that, like, in, indoor dome thing, wasn't it? Did what say? There was one we did in Norwich together, which was like that indoor, it was like a big tent. Was it a different? Oh, uh, no, different one to that. But, um, but just that there's, the, 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 I like to think normally that people are coming because they've seen what we're doing and they want to learn more and they like it. So they're a lot of, you know, 95% of people are coming and they're really, yeah, really yeah. excited. You get the odd person whose mum's bought them a birthday <laughs> present. They've got no idea what they're getting themselves in for. And your, uh, and your husband had bought you, um, the place and you were a bit like, oh, what's this about? Um, but having gone from literally from that to then obviously, you know, during that workshop, you things change but how's it how has the experience for you going from being a um a student shall we say in in a in a workshop to now you know running and leading the the beginners class um that we do here in nottingham every week what's that what's that been like in terms of joining not not just like joining the sort of coaching team here at school Science, but sort of just your own development as what you've learned through coaching teaching and even just in your yeah. own practice i know that i learn a lot but when I'm about myself, when I'm still trying to coach other people still. That makes oh, sense. yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, for, first thing, and I, and I think this is important. So the, the reason that I had that face on when I when I came into that first workshop. <laughs> it was a beautiful face. Ago, it was just <laughs> apprehensive. Right. Well, it was because I, I felt like I, I wouldn't fit in. And I think this is a really yeah. important point. I, f- I felt like I wasn't strong enough. I won't be able to do it. Um, all of those things were going through my head and that I'd just make a fool of myself. And, and that it's important to say that because actually it took probably less than 10 minutes for me to feel really, really comfortable in the workshop. Not just you guys, but the, you know, the other students that were there. The people, yeah. Dead friendly, everybody like different abilities. Um, you know, lots of people, beginners as I was and, um, you know, it was made to feel very, very welcome uh, and not at all like I, I couldn't do it. And, and I really want to make that that point because I think it's important for people that might be worried about starting the journey just as yeah. I was. Um, and, and to answer your question, I, I still consider myself a student, like even though I'm a coach, I'm, I'm always first and foremost a student of calisthenics. Like I am a student of yoga, you know, you, you never master this stuff. You never, you know... Yeah. The expert are you? I mean, even you guys would still say, still do say that you've got loads to learn and you're always learning. It's, sure. it's a constant sort of journey, isn't it? I but, think, but everybody's I think Tim's journey mastered a couple of things, different. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe planch. Yeah, no, no, not even close yet. <laughs> um, so, so first and foremost, I'm a student, but I think I think that really helps the teaching because you can empathise with 
um, yeah. other people that are struggling with the, the same or different stuff. And sometimes as a coach, there's people that come into the classes that can do stuff that I can't, um, but they might need help with uh, just that extra, you know. With, so there was a guy I was helping the other day that was trying to, all, could all, all the strengths to get into a handstand, to hold a handstand, struggling to get his knees off and press up from frog stand. And, you know, I, I, I know what to do. You know, I know where we need the body to be and I can help with that coaching. You don't have to be able to do all of that stuff to be able to yeah. watch somebody and see that they need to get their hips a bit higher or, you, you know, so yeah. Yeah. having struggled with stuff and being in that place where you, you had to figure out and problem solve, like I said at the top, what do I need to do to make this this change? Um it's just part of the coaching, like, and, and you're lifelong learning from what you see others do in that class environment and other coaches as well. Um, it's, it's great fun, and it's like you said, it's a really nice community. Um, that they're, they're a bunch of pals, you know. It, they're a yeah, great, yeah. great bunch of people to to work out with, and um, that, that's how that's how it feels. That's what it feels like. Has there been any, any sort of change uh, or improvement in your yoga practice as a result of your calisthenics or vice versa? Great question. Yeah, so both. So I, I think, and, and actually I think maybe the thing that um, I'm really conscious of when coaching is proprioception is massive. Um, you know, like where your body is in relation to other parts of your body and, and space. That That is a really, really key component of both yoga and calisthenics and I think calisthenics has really sharpened my awareness of that stuff because um it's that it's that marriage isn't it it's that um strength and beauty uh Mm. we do see some people from time to time that are just mega mega strong then they can get into some stuff because they have just got power um but they could be so much kinder to their body if you know that that positioning that proprioception was slightly different and and I think yeah. I can bring some of that to to the coaching and, and I'm like really aware of it through um the yoga and through calisthenics yeah have you improved your your own in terms of yoga like we talk about sort of redefining your impossible within calisthenics and there's obviously as you mentioned you've got a couple of things that you're working on have you still got things in yoga that you're working towards that you, you'd like to achieve yeah, that you can't yeah. currently do yeah yeah there are and and they are those kind of that they are more like strength-based um postures mm. that you, you you'd actually see in a calisthenics class as well so some of the things that you you play around with tim as well so um the scorpion. I'd love to be able to do that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that looks loads so of fun. So would I. <laughs> I'm just playing around with that. I have to mobilise my spine for about half an hour before I get into it. But that's um, but this is actually quite thing, a fun one, though. What was the thing you did? You just tried, you just did it. The lotus. Is it the lotus oh, yeah, the where lo- they yeah. cross the legs over? Well, somebody that I'd seen had said that it was like the, the jewel in the crown of yoga. And I thought, right, I'm going to have a crack at that. <laughs> I haven't done no yoga in my life. He just did it. <laughs> lotus, hand, lotus Hanson presumably yeah yeah exactly yeah the fact that I can sit in a lotus probably most days of the week without doing any prep work um, but that also comes with a dislocated hip when you're 12 so don't think that yeah, that's exactly, like yeah. it wasn't necessarily yeah, a better reason try that at home yeah. yeah but um yeah it's really interesting you say that because we obviously um there's a lot of people that come from yoga to calisthenics for the same reason that you were sort of attracted to it that they realize that in being in, in a yoga class in most forms of yoga we've been shot down before by saying the wrong thing about different types of yoga and there are yoga forms which are more strength orientated at power yoga and whatever as you mentioned yeah, before yeah. but yeah. most people aren't going to get like really strong in a yoga um, environment because the manipulation of the body weight isn't 
we're not pressing towards sort of some of the more advanced movements. We're not doing any pulling type work generally in, in the yoga, in the yoga environment. No. So there's lots of people that transfer over. Um, so yeah, so I think it's really interesting that you've also experienced that crossover, the attraction of calisthenics from a yoga perspective of, of knowing that you wanted to get stronger. Um, but the two still being completely complementary, and, and they both exist side by side and it's not one or the other. They actually are one and the same. And there's so many movements in, in, in both that are pretty much the same. We just get criticized for calling them the wrong names. <laughs> Most of it's yeah. a strong word someone might just say that that is called a x it's like some people just say we put a video up for hand balance and they go that's yoga you're stealing from yoga <laughs> it's just, oh, it's just yeah. frog stand it's not called a fog stand it's, it's crow crane it's all <laughs> fun but I, I guess it's made my teaching a bit more um uh what's the word anatomical so like people will go to they'll kind of be be attracted to a teacher because they like a certain way of teaching. And, and, you know, I know that my style won't be for everybody, but um, I, I guess the calisthenics is sharp and that, that kind of up a little bit in terms of it being, it, it's quite anatomical, you know, I'm quite aware of the body and, and, and movement and what we're trying to achieve and how we can make things more comfortable, how we can challenge ourselves by just making small adjustments. So um, I've seen that crossover as well quite a lot. Mm. Yeah. Um you mentioned a little bit about um, the community and the and the, ty- and the people that are um, at the at the beginners workshops at the beginners classes, and just to uh, wanted to just sort of could you shed a bit of light on you know I'm just thinking of those people that are listening that are maybe still on the fringes a little bit and they're not sure about starting, and we have got a free eight week. Um, beginners program that's completely free featuring Jude. featuring Jude in um, that you can use to get started for free inside the virtual classroom but um, if for people that are because you mentioned about like how um, that sometimes for people that are thinking oh maybe I am not too good of enough there was we had a question actually on Instagram today hi Tim Jacko whatever um, do you suggest for me I'm starting thinking about starting out do you suggest i go and do some weight training and that for a few weeks and then come and do calisthenics and it's just this i always find that one a bit strange because if you want to get better at moving your body weight like why don't we move our body weight yeah exactly um there's just that's one of the types of things that we get we get asked and i just thought it'd be nice for um to just shed a little bit of light of like what's the group dynamic like and the the different types of um you know there's a whole range of people that come down to to the the workshops and the classes um what what just give us some examples of the types of people that we're getting um that, that might people might be able to relate to if they're not sure about starting out just just regular just regular folks you know that um there's there's people um that are training hard for a particular goal um you know people that want to they, they just want to they want to nail a flag so they want to do the things that you need to do to nail a flag there's the people that just want to come and hang upside down or get on the hands and, and is you know the full spectrum of ages and backgrounds training backgrounds um you know people that have done CrossFit and, and done um, weight training, other, other types of training that um, want to do something different. People that haven't really ever done any kind of training like this before. People that have come to it really late in life um, and lots of young people as well. It's, it's just the most diverse community. But what yeah. I really like about it is um, like everybody's super stoked everybody else's progress and success and it doesn't matter whether you can do that flag 
or whether you, you get your toes off the floor for the first time in, in a frog stand, everybody's just like so chuffed for you, you know, whatever that yeah, small thing yeah. is. Because everybody appreciates how, how tough it is and how, you know, how you've had to earn that, that kind of like thing that you've just achieved. Um, yeah. and, and that's dead nice, you know. And, and actually, I wouldn't have got through Tough Mudder without that community hauling me over the wall and all of that other stuff so um i mean that was that was a great example of how community works wasn't it so yeah Mm. i think it's interesting you say jack about people asking if they should do weight training first because i think when we do workshops you often get people that come down that have never tried calisthenics so they're just going to give it a go and then they realize it's quite difficult and then it's there'll be some people that look at it and go it looks really difficult maybe i should get strong before i do it so it's where it's kind of other people see maybe it's bodyweight training go that's quite straightforward and i don't need to be that strong so it's just bodyweight right yeah all those people that look at a flag and go crack i'm nowhere near conditioned to be able to do that um what would you sort of the lessons that you've learned from from coaching perspective Jude, and the wide variety of people that have come through what would you sort of the key sort of maybe three things that you would advise a beginner to think about and to really sort of focus on as they start their calisthenics journey so i would like the first bit of advice i would i would i would give them which is from my own kind of experience is don't give it a go like first thing you need to do is turn up and and have a go at it and the beginner's guide is uh, the beginner's uh, course is a really good way of just dipping your toe in the water isn't it so we've got mm. resources there that, that can help people to to start that journey so don't don't be um, afraid like i was that i wasn't i wasn't going to be able to turn up on that saturday and do a flag doesn't matter right just it just so does not matter um and the second thing that i would say is you will feel better like you will move you will learn about your body and you will move and feel better from this type of training you know that that it, it, you just will that that's what's going to happen like if nothing else happens you will start to feel better and move and move better and i think finally is um kind of be patient so some of the stuff will happen really quickly so there will be some stuff that you'll just nail and you'll be delighted and we see it all the time with dog stands you know we, we can yeah. teach that to people in 10 15 minutes and um you know that's a massive buzz where people get there you know get onto their hands for the first time and some of that stuff will come really quickly and some of the more complicated stuff will come really quickly for some and for for others that there'll be a really long journey and you'll have to like have a word with yourself from time to time and um you know give yourself a break and realize that some days and this happens to me a lot you go you go into the gym and you just can't do any pull-ups so you're just like okay let's not do any today doesn't matter we can do them you know the next time we come to the gym uh and and that that is a real good crossover from yoga as well just like give yourself give yourself a break um follow the process and and the gains will come some of them quickly some of them not so much so um, trust it I think the pros, the, the patient, sorry, is is really, really key. I'm sort of quite big at the moment having just various different conversations around like, why are we in such a rush to try and, and learn some things? And those little those little wins at the beginning that might come really quickly that give you um, give you that little bit of like excitement and, and it gives you motivation because it's like, oh, I did that thing, but it but it can lull us into a bit of a false sense of security or false sense of like progression that, Oh, everything's going to be that easy. Yeah. Yeah, but the reality not. is the, the reward when you do that little one is like a, Ooh, yeah, that was cool. Um, you know, you don't go home. You might go home and 
tell you someone about it, but it's not the same reward as that thing you were working on for three months, six months. Because this thing just took you three, six minutes mm. to learn. Yeah. And actually, yes, use that as the little spark that gets things going. But when you're in that slump of like, I still can't do X, Y, or Z, then just remember and try to remind yourself that one, there's no rush. So we don't, we, we be patient because there is no rush. What's the, what's the time limit? Like we've got our, our whole lives to learn how to do a handstand or whatever. Um, and two, the, when it's, when it's difficult and it's taking a long time, you're going to learn so much more through that process and just remind yourself that when you finally do do it in three, six, 12 months, however, years, I don't care. The longer, the better, because it's going to feel so much more enjoyable and rewarding when you've been through a, a tough journey. Mm. Um, you know, if that tough mudder was super easy, we wouldn't have all been pumped afterwards, mm. you know? Um, so the harder it is, yeah, it's difficult at the time, but it's going to be all the more worth it and rewarding at the end. Oh, that's a beautiful Jacko. And on that, I'd actually like to ask Jude, um, what's your impossible or impossible? As we like to ask the, the guests on the podcast, what's their, if we were talking about redefining their, their impossible, um, and then might, this might be on a little bit of a scale of like, okay, pull-ups were hard before, like, give us a bit of an idea of like, what's, what, what used to be impossible, what, you, what isn't now impossible, so you, the redefining impossible, then what's sort of on the radar now, and then actually what's, What's really outside the box of like, oh, crud, I don't know if I dare say this because it really does feel impossible. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, frankly, when I started, everything was impossible, you know, and nothing <laughs> felt, it, it, it did, it, everything felt like it was going to be difficult to get. Um, but where, so, so my really like massively impossible box is a muscle up um, for the reasons that we've discussed. <laughs> pull yeah. it, pull it. I need to work on that pulling. Um, the thing that I feel that I'm really, really close to, and I just need to put a bit of concerted effort into, is um, the back lever. I've been, yeah. I've been close to that for a while, and and that was one of those where you know quick gains, and that last bit is like, oh, that's so hard. That that just that mm. last bit without a band or with both legs instead of one. That that's really tough. Um, so I am, I think I'm closest to to that. Um, and I'd also like everybody really love to be able to push out of um, frog into a handstand. My handstands are all right now, you know. My handstands are mm. looking pretty good, but but trying to um, push out a frog stand is it's another level, isn't it? It's uh, but I think some of that is it's technique, proprioception, which we've talked about, and getting your brain to understand what you're trying to do. Yeah, that's a massive thing. We actually were in uh, Marbella at the weekend. There was a guy who's got tons of strength, more than more oh, than enough strength to move yeah. his own body weight, but take his own, take the knees off and then couldn't move. And mm. I think there was so much of it around. It's not that he couldn't move his own body weight. It was just that the brain didn't know what he was trying to do. Yeah. And also, exactly. it's like you're unstable. Why are you trying to put yeah. that much force to the shoulders? So you, it's that process of just taking the time over it. But I think that you're what's what I'm really excited about for you is you, you'll get those things. Like you're going to nail them at some point. Um, but it's also yeah, yeah. <laughs> believe um, but it, the, the journey that you're going to go on is giving you exactly what you started for in terms of that strength and when you can do those things you're going to be so proud of yourself because you're going to build some super, like some proper serious strength um, 
and you'll have worked for it, but you're then there and you've got such a great package of going like, you've got such a great yoga practice, you've got like the mobility, the movement, the beautiful side of it, and then you've got the strength components as well, which is exhibited through, actually, whether you do a muscle-up or, or not, it's like, it's, it's not, yeah, muscle-up's cool, but the whole of the rest of that package that's wrapped up in that is going to be, that's what's really like where the, the value is. And there's just one other point I just wanted to make before we sort of wrap this up was around um, when you're saying you get bogged down and you get, it's all, it all feels impossible or it gets hard and you just got to kind of break it down and be patient. Your point around actually just go in the gym and play. There's so much stuff that you can do, which isn't that complicated. It isn't that impossible. It's still body weight, but it, the freedom that you get of going, you, of not having to go into a gym and go, well, how do you use this piece of equipment? Like your body doesn't really come with an instruction manual. It does in terms of how you're going to make it better, but you can literally move in any way you want to move. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing where you, you can always find a bit of respite. You give, you, give your brain a, brain a break of the grind by going, here's a stability ball. Can you like... Do a, like and you start to play around with a pike push-up on a stability ball and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if your feet fall off the ball because the point, the point is just to have have some fun and play with the movement um, and that just helps you to keep that fresh and it keeps things moving forward and keeps it interesting which is what ultimately what we're trying to do with, with training and enjoyable but we're doing some work at the same time so Jude thank you so much for well for first and foremost for joining the Scorecast NX uh, coaching team and being um, such an Thanks awesome me, member of it and yeah but if you um if you're in nottingham you want to come down you can see jude on a thursday night at h3 you can find about all the website on our website all the details of the courses and all the classes that we've got going on um but one thing i think about is so good about jude is like her coaching style is just brilliant it's so relaxed so like it's such an open environment it's a comfortable environment she puts your ease straight away and then but there's right on point with the delivery points and the cues and stuff as well like coming from lots of of, of experience of her own and, and from coaches so if you're around and you get a chance to come down and she would love to see you she's doing an awesome job and if you are out in the the big wide world of the the actual world <laughs> the internet then you can still do the same virtually with um the free eight week beginners program which uh, features all three of us um uh, and that walks you through eight weeks week by week um how to start as a beginner in calisthenics build up foundations and we even we, we drop into some some of the what tim likes to call the sexy stuff um calisthenics related um <laughs> as part of that and it's that's free um we'll put the link in um well it's all over the website and i'll put the link in the as long as i remember to in the show notes as well um if people want to follow you individually um jude where can they find you what's your instagram handle for them uh, at balance yoga pt at balance yoga pt we'll put that in the show notes as well um, and if you did enjoy this podcast jude and i would love it if you would give us a uh, positive lovely raving review on itunes particularly or any other platform that you listen to the podcast so that leaves us nothing else to do this week than to thank jude for her time and for coming on as jacko says for being part of the school of calisthenics so until next time class dismissed <laughs>